Welcome back to another episode of the Mama To Be Honest podcast. My name is Jenea. This is episode 12. Thank you so much for being patient with me. I have been a little hiatus, been traveling for work, so flippin' excited for this week's episode. <laughs> I, it also took us a while to get this teed up, and <laughs> you will see why. I have two phenomenal women sitting with me. They are two of the closest people to me in my life. I consider them my sisters, my best friends, and I think we're just gonna hop into it. We're going to let this episode kind of take its course, but uh, without further ado, I would love to introduce Amber Clark and Rolly Linarito. Thank you both for being here with me and for driving four hours to be here. Not that you had anything better to do. No, just kidding. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. But I would love to do a introduction of you both, and then I'd love to pass it over to you to share a little bit about yourselves. Amber, I have known Amber since, how long have we known each other? 2010? We went to high school together, but we never really crossed paths in high school. And then we really started connecting when we both worked at the same job, right? Shout out Giovanni. Shout out Giovanni. <laughs> shout, shout out, out to, the Gios. Shout out to Gios. Yeah, Amber and I worked at a oh. fish market together for I think a, a couple years yeah. on and off together. But, but I was like 19? 19, yeah. yeah and so I was nine. that would have made me what 18. Yeah. So yeah, Amber and I met kind of like off season from college and we just kind of developed our friendship relationship from there and we've been friends ever since. People used Amber, to confuse us. What was that? They used to confuse, used to confuse us. us. <laughs> they used to call us sisters. Like, oh my gosh, are you guys twins? Like, no, no, we're not. Anyway, Amber has a long-standing career in management hospitality, um, but she's recently made a career transition. She's now working for um, the finance department of the county of San Luis Obispo. My other special guest <laughs> is <laughs> self-explanatory here, but she is one of my, the closest people in my life. Um, I would consider her my sister, even though we are actually cousins. She is um, a phenomenal mother and human being and probably the, the person aside myself and my husband that knows me best, uh, better than anyone else. Uh, Rolly Linarito, thank you for being with us today. Hello. She, uh, Rolly has, is a jack of many trades, but she currently has a career in small business management and operations strategy, specifically in the restaurant space. And she is a mother to my nephew. He is how old now? 14? He's, four, 14. he's turning 14. He's turning 14. That is crazy because I used to change that kid's diapers and that kind of blows my mind. I look at my kids now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember when Jaden was... <laughs> That's small, freaking crazy. But I am so excited to have both of these women here today, not only because I haven't seen them in probably over a year, but like six months out. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But they both have a an incredible perspective and um, you know, set of experiences in womanhood and motherhood and pregnancy. And I just think it's really important to me to be able to shed light on other perspectives and to you know, constantly educate myself on other people's experiences. It's something that I think is really important and critical for um, a lot of 
women that may, you know, not identify with a lot of people they're seeing on social media or um, in the public eye. So I really, I, I cherish their experiences and I am so excited to learn and have a conversation with them today. It's so funny because the three of us, when we get together, it's kind <laughs> of like hilarious chaos but it's also <laughs> like what I love about you both is that we're all very busy people and mm -hmm. you know we're getting we're you know all in our 30s now we're not really we're kind of at the late stage of being young so we've got a lot going on we've got lives of our own we've got you know jobs and careers and the things that you know things that we have to do and so what I appreciate is when we all get back together, it's like we haven't skipped a beat. To and be continued. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no like, hey, let's uh, break the ice real quick, mm -hmm. even though we're about to do like a, an icebreaker game. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's what I really love. And these two women I can go to for literally everything. And I have learned a tremendous amount from them um, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And just I admire you both so much. So I really appreciate you being willing to come on here and talk about your experiences and being really vulnerable with me. So I, I really appreciate it. Well, before, we love you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm before, so proud of you. Oh, and you, you, you've thanks. accomplished so much. Yes. This is so fun. Thank I you. I, I appreciate that. Um, but before we get into the deep stuff, I would love to do like a lightning round for our listeners to get to know you guys a little bit better. So I think how it's going to go is I'm going to say a question and you have to answer right away. But to make this a little more organized, we'll do I'll ask and then Amber, you'll respond first and then Rolly will respond right after her. Okay? Got it. Let's go. Lightning round. I'm scared. Talk or text? Text. Talk. She's talking. Talk. All day. She, calls, she calls me sometimes. Yeah, like, like, yeah, she called me and I was like, what's up? I'm in the shower. And she's like, um, I'm like, no, I'm just getting up and I'm on the way. And I hung up and I was like, this could have been a fucking text. <laughs> Kim or court? What? Kim or court? Oh, court. All the way. Court. 100. Kendall or Kylie? Ooh, Kylie. 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 Favorite food? Oh, that's a tough one. Beans. I love Mexican food. <laughs> Dude, pizza done. Pizza, yeah, of course. Pizza. Favorite cocktail? Uh, Tito's soda, splash of ginger beer. <laughs> grape goose, soda water with lime. Grey goose? I heard grape goose. Grape goose. <laughs> grape goose make you loose. Uh, sand or snow? Ooh, sand. Sand. Nobody likes snow. No, fuck that. I mean, it's... Are we allowed to... I try. I watch I try. my language on No, you're fine. <laughs> Guilty pleasure show. Ooh. Oh, it's terrible. It's, Lightning. Called, it's like. called Once Upon a Time. It's like it's like all the storybook characters. It's terrible. <laughs> okay, and? Oh, no, I can't. No? No show? A uh, uh, show? Guilty Pleasure Show. The Price is Right? Jeopardy? Oh. <laughs> Love Island? Love Island? Kardashians? Or what was that one on Netflix where they date in the pod? Rolly doesn't watch TV, huh? No. Yeah, no, no, you no. Don't. I don't have a TV in my room. Yeah, you're Sad moment. All right, never mind. Um, Side... <laughs> Side, back, or tummy sleeper? All, all three. All three? Yeah. What about you? Side, left side. Left Actually, side. not back. Just kidding. Side and, <laughs> side and tummy. I was like, wait, back. To the left. Right. To the... Okay. Audiobooks or red books? No books. No books? <laughs> Both. Both. Oh, I am also... Well, I like podcasts, so I guess audiobooks for me. Yeah. Favorite season? <sighs> I mean, where we live, we don't have seasons. So <laughs> it's... But if you were to think of true seasons... seasons Fall? No, so where fall. we live, where we live, I like fall the best because it's warmer. like warmer yeah. in the fall. Like Okay, so yeah. summery then. So summery into fall. Okay. Yes. I would say fall. Fall, okay. For sure. Favorite sport? 
you know, sports ball. <laughs> um, I like basketball. I like to like watch live basketball. Same. You watch basketball? Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. You like basketball? Rolls? I like basketball, but since my son started playing football, I'm starting to get like a Into little. Into football? Yeah. yeah. Football's like, my favorite. Pretty, pretty badass. Morning person or evening person? Mm, probably morning person. I am a full-blown evening. Really? I'm a, You're not yeah. all? Uh, yes, I try. I try. I, I, I go through like waves in the morning, but um, I wake evening. up at night. Okay. Yeah. Whiskey or tequila? Oh, Ooh. God, neither. They both make me gag. <laughs> Actually, whis- oh. I can only drink vodka. Okay. I like vodka, but whiskey. Whiskey, for sure. okay. Pasta or rice? Oh, pasta. I'm, I have to pick rice. Rice. So. And dog person, cat person. Dogs all the way. Doggy dog. Dogs. Snoop dog. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you for playing my lightning round. Thank you for that. We needed that. <laughs> Woo. No, that was fun. So today, uh, like the goal of today's conversation, we've obviously talked ahead of this, but I really just think that the three of us have a very unique kind of walk and, and like season of life in our in, in where we are currently. We're all like the three of us are extremely close and we've all got very different perspectives and experiences with womanhood, motherhood and pregnancy. And so I really kind of want to shed light on how different our experiences are and there are topics that I'm extremely close to and topics that I'm not and know very little about and the same goes for anyone listening and so you know there are just experiences that I want to learn more about in addition to you know sharing my own and I think that you know you all sharing your experiences would you know make other women feel like they're seen or they're heard or I, I think this podcast is is a lot about like vulnerability and and kind of breaking like stigmas or, or taboos around experiences in motherhood and pregnancy and being a woman kind of where I want to go today and we've got a variety of topics that we've kind of teed up that I kind of want to go into and just see where the conversation <laughs> takes us so let's jump right into it are you guys ready All right, so I think the three of us really represent like different timelines of motherhood. So from young motherhood to like later stage, mid stage motherhood, like by like by society's definition of, you know, being becoming a mother, becoming a parent, and then also questioning whether motherhood is the right journey for us, if we want to continue to go down that journey. I guess like my first question is, how would you describe like or characterize your motherhood timeline? Are there things that you think about often? How has your timeline like shifted the course of your life? Like, really, for example, like you were a young mom when you were pregnant with with Jaden. And are there things that you would change given given the chance to do them again? Or, you know, in being a young mom, has that kind of given you a very like young life to live now that Jaden is like nearly out of the house like how do you think about your timeline of of motherhood I think it's interesting because I had him at 19 during that time you know your your brain has not yet to develop okay Mm -hmm. so you are growing with them and it's it's scary I remember the the haunting piece that would when I'd wake up in the morning, I'd think like, oh my gosh, I am responsible uh, for a human being. And I'm like, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. And so I think that taking that piece is that I I was very hard on him for a little bit. 
because it's almost like we had like a sibling dynamic going on. And like as, as he got older, he as, but as I, well, when he was um, younger, yeah. but as like I, y- yeah. yes, exactly. But as I turned like, thir- as I get older, like 34, like I'm more mature, you know? So back then it was all a blur. Honestly, like right now when all of my friends are having all these kids, I, they ask me questions. I was like, I'm the wrong person to ask. Like, do, I yeah, do you, do like, you have trouble recalling that time? Of your yes. Life? Because yeah. I was like a fight or flight mode type of thing. It was all like a flash because I was just trying to get by, you know, at that point, but I had a lot of support. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of support family. from my, from yeah. my family, my mom, my dad, um, both sides, his dad, um, but for the most part, it was just like trial and error, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, I had to really learn how to love him. I was very detached, you know, um, when he was born, um, he came out, um, with a lot of fluid in his lungs. So we had to take him from, um, he was born in French hospital and we, they had to take him out to Sierra Vesta. And I was about the fourth person that was able to hold him. And so it was interesting because I felt very detached for a really long time. And I thought, you know, I didn't really get to talk to moms about this because everybody was so, you know... Um, everybody was young back then. Nobody yeah. else. Well, then, yeah, yeah, I didn't really have much to talk to. But most moms would... It, it, I would die for my son. I, I, I love him. But, the you know, the, the emotional connection of really just, you know... So it wasn't yeah. more for you would you describe it as it was instinctive rather than like emotional? Like, yeah. yes, you would die. Yeah, for I knew your what child. to do to make him survive. Yeah. But for the most part I had with, within the connection, I had to build that throughout his life Yeah. of really getting to know his personality. Other than that, he was just, you know, like this, this baby. And then the frustrating piece was when, as he grew older, maybe like a, I think the hard piece was like, <laughs> this is a long gap too. From three to eight was rough for me. Like I, I just didn't really understand, and I had to figure out how to really connect with him, and and even discipline him. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, but yeah, I had to learn that and set things aside because since I was a single mom and things with like you know his dad, trying to figure out that whole piece was a really big lesson, sure. you know, it was, it, it was rough, yeah. you know, but we made it and he is very connected to his, uh, dad's side. Yeah. Um, they, um, he's remarried and has, uh, he's the eldest out of three. Mm-hmm. So the eldest out of four. Yeah. Um, but he's a good brother and I think he has like a great, um, a great life where he can experience, you know, being a single, you know, like his own mm-hmm. thing. With me and then like with his dad, you know, so, but yeah, yeah but it's an interesting experience. You have, it humbles you. You have to really let go of your ego, you know, or it's not about you. It's about Do them, you feel you know? like being a young mom, you were f- essentially, essentially forced to grow up faster than you think? Yes you and no. Have? I, I, yes and no. I think my biggest struggle in the beginning and when I mentioned like ego is I was probably the youngest mom. Some of the parents that were maybe like 10 years older than me would kind of look at me just like wouldn't take me seriously at first and just be like, oh, you know, she's like 
they'd ask me like, oh, is that your, is that your brother? I'm like, no, that's my freaking child. That's yeah. my son. Like, oh, how old were you? I'm like, it doesn't matter, you yeah. know? Uh, but I had, I felt like I always had to prove myself, you yeah. know? But when they see the connection that we, you know, what I had to try to like build with him or just the way that I was able to talk to him or be involved, like especially with sports and stuff like that, they started to, like I had to like, really fight, you know, to be a mom, right. you know, to, that, yeah. that honestly, I, I reflect back on the time when Jaden was very young mm-hmm. because ar- arguably that was the closest that we had ever been in our relationship right. because we, we worked together. We were spending a lot of time together. Jaden was maybe two or three mm-hmm. at the time, but I, what's hard for me to recall is I have, there was no, that, that must've felt at times very isolating for you because anyone your age, myself included, had no way to relate to that no. experience. No. no one was becoming a parent at that time, especially mm-hmm. people our age are not becoming parents that young, like maybe rare, but I feel like the people in your community probably weren't other than a couple of your friends that I maybe didn't live shocked. in the area. Like, they, yeah. they, they didn't really know how to like, you know, like relate or, or, or maybe they wouldn't hit me up to be like, Hey, like are you free? They all, automatically assumed that I was not available mm-hmm. to hang out. So I'd have to be the one to reach out yeah. myself. But I didn't take that personally. I think I was okay with that. You know, I don't mind. I'm really bad at texting back and calling, yeah. you know, whatever. But um, the, but the, the great piece about it now, now that my son is like 14 or turning 14, is that now everybody's having babies or don't have babies. But the whole point is that I am... You know, he's more independent, and I think that it was a great, like, long stretch. Like, everything is temporary, you know, and it, it, it flies by so quickly. Mm-hmm. So if I were to go and reflect back at my 19, 20, whatever years old, I would have been more present, you know, mm-hmm. not as scared. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But now also you're, like, done. With the feeling, like, as much as we're connected now, and I love him dearly, and he's you know, he's an awesome child. He's a good ass kid. He's a you guys great, are, he's a yeah, he's like, great kid. he's, he's freaking job. awesome. I already know that, you know, the empty nest piece of it, like, if, when he flies out, and we talk about this all the time, you know, right now he's at, you know, with his dad right now for the summertime, and I don't feel any type of way of that longing of, like, I, like, I miss him, but I'm not, like, crying about yeah. it, you know, I, I know it's, 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 beneficial to him and he needs that time with his family Mm -hmm. but justifying that I think that once he gets older you know and he graduates and moves on and he I know he's gonna he he already feels comfortable in leaving Uh, I'm okay with that like I don't have that like weirdness of like please don't leave my house or like please be with me forever I think there's really something to be said about that because having your child so young you've got a whole life to live. Yeah, like, I'm it's, like, let's it's travel. Kind of, you're, let's go. You yeah, are 34. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. He's going to be, yeah. you know, probably wanting to be out on his own in a few mm-hmm. short years, which is crazy mm-hmm. to think. Mm-hmm. But thinking about, you know, comparing your experience with, I think, our, the, our larger generation, like, millennials are really kind of the first of our kind to demonstrate a really low birth rate. We're delaying having or building families. We're delaying, you know, a, a longer to have children for many reasons that are out of our control. 
financial reasons, economic reasons. There's just, it's just not in the cards for us to have like this white picket fence at like 20 years old, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And be so financially secure. And I think Mm -hmm. that's completely understandable, but, um, I would love to kind of go into your experience, Amber, and kind of how you are approaching motherhood. And I know you have really heartbreaking story to share. And I would, you know, it's something that we've only kind of touched the surface on, but you, you know, and I want to, I don't want to speak for you. I would love you to kind of speak for yourself, but like in your experience of nearly becoming a mother and now, you know, reflecting on that time and now going into, you know, your the next stage of your life. How are you thinking about motherhood? If you're, if you're, you know, willing to share a bit about your experience and how you are approaching thinking about your motherhood timeline, if there is one. I, I don't, I don't now I'm 33. I don't want kids at this point in my life. I don't like see that in my future. Sure. I don't, it's not for me. It's not in my cards, but at the same time, when I think back to when I was younger, I never wanted kids because I like raised my brother yeah. and sister at a very young age and turned into an adult. You're like young. a mom so, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I've, I've been there, done that. Like, I don't need kids of my own. I love kids. I love your guys' kids. I love all my friends' kids. I'm like, yes, cool. I'm going to be that. You were that eldest sister that had to raise all of her yeah. siblings. Yeah. yeah. All Again, the mom. You're so, right. So, and that's cool. I'm super grateful for that experience. I wouldn't be who I am today had I not done that. Um, but yeah, I don't want kids. I, I also, I'm a little bit traumatized. I had a terrible yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was pregnant and I got to like six months and then we lost the baby. The baby had trisomy 18, um, which is basically like a death sentence. So most of the time you miscarry early on when the baby has trisomy 18 and like less than. What is trisomy 18 if you're willing to share? Um, so it's like a. It's like an extra chromosome. It's basically like Down syndrome, but like way worse. Okay. So your your baby has deformities. They they noticed it during one of my ultrasounds. They said, oh, okay. So it started, uh, the baby had a hole in its stomach. And I can't remember what they called it. They had like a scientific term for that. So there was a hole in its stomach. They were saying it during the development, the early developmental stages where the umbilical cord is and the belly button, it never fully like sealed. It never closed. But they were saying that a lot of times when the baby's born, they can just, like, sew that up and it's fine and they'll just have a little scar. So that was, like, the first thing that we were, like, you know, praying about um, working out okay. And and then I went to a second ultrasound and that's when they diagnosed the baby with the trisomy 18. Because I guess there was something going on with the feet of the baby. They were, like, different sizes mm-hmm. and, like, the head was really big. And so they noticed, they noticed more deformities, basically. Um, and most, I think it's like 10% of kids don't, of babies born with that disease don't live past like a a year or two. And when they do live that long, they're in the hospital the whole time. They like, they don't, they don't function. Anyway, six months goes along that all whole thing went down. So that was really traumatizing. I was in the hospital, had a blood clot in my uterus. Oh my gosh. How many months were you? Six months. Yeah. So they told me. So you had to actually labor and... Well, I was, yeah, I mean, I was put out for that, so I didn't... Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So I was put to sleep, and then the blood clot happened. I, like, just bled. I was, like, hemorrhaging, basically, bleeding out everywhere. And then... Did you know that was happening? Well, yeah, because they they were, like, monitoring me. So they were, like, if you see, like, a big... If you feel, like, a big gush of blood, 
call a nurse and then all of a sudden they were about to let me out and then I felt like a big gush of blood oh my gosh. I was like oh my god and I'm I got glad you were still there. so I go and then yeah so it was gnarly and then they did an ultrasound and there was a blood clot in there so it wasn't my uterus wasn't like contracting back to normal size like it's supposed to oh, after really? you do that mm. and um and then yeah so they had to put me out and like basically suck the blood clot out so that my uterus could like start to contract back yeah. But after that, it was fine. They make you know they make you sign the waiver that's like you might die. Die, yeah. Um, I hate those. Here's here's a big, yeah. I had an IV on this arm, an IV in this hand. And they're like, if we have to save you, here's a waiver saying that we might have to give you a blood transfusion. And I was like, don't tell me. I just don't let me die. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that whole thing happened, and that was super traumatizing for me for a long time. After that, I was like, absolutely not. Like my yeah. ex husband really wanted to have kids and I was just like super traumatized and super closed off to it because of that experience yeah so now and now that I'm no longer with him um you know are you kind of like re I guess rediscovering your like what you truly kind of want in yeah. your like in your lifetime line or in your journey and motherhood's just not in that in the cards for you for that exactly yeah. yeah I mean I had a whole plan like if I were to ever be a mother I would have to be this x y and z you know your whole like I want to be married for five years and I want to have a house and blah 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 and, and then I you know kind of had that and I and I realized somewhere in there that that was not what I wanted mm-hmm. um and yeah I'm really happy now Thank you. It, was, it was super traumatizing but i'm i'm over it obviously it's still I, sad to think about but yeah no i mean thinking about pregnancy loss like so many women are familiar and have their own experiences of pregnancy loss i think late-term pregnancy loss is something that many like i just cannot even fathom what yeah, you had too. to go through physically yeah. mentally yeah emotionally like what was that healing process like for you so that was gnarly like that was the aftermath was gnarly because your body thinks that you have a baby so you have you know your all your senses are heightened you have my your breasts are engorged my boobs were that was the most painful one of the most painful things i've ever had to experience like bless my ex-mother-in-law she was like but put the cabbage she's like put she had kind of had I think she had mastitis yeah Mm -hmm. when after she had had her son so she was like my doctor told me to do cabbage so she was giving me all these tips to like help my boobs stop hurting but they I was putting ice I had ice packs tight bras like there were rocks on my chest and it was so painful and even the doctor nurses were like don't touch your nipples don't play with your don't even touch your boobs you she's like because you'll produce yes she's like sleep in a tight bra and with put ice like as much as you can it was so painful for like a week it was so terrible um and then on top of that your your hormones are nuts you dropped all your hormones yeah i was i felt like a complete psychopath Mm -hmm. like so there was you know obviously the trauma from child loss but then your hormones on top of it and then just yeah and like postpartum anxiety was insane like, I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to do anything. I couldn't even... I just felt dread all the time. Like, it was just, like, dread. Like, I felt like I was going to die at any moment for a long time after that. So. It is. I 
honestly cannot think of a more unfair experience because you are being put through the ringer of postpartum. Yeah. And your baby is not there. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It was, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It was, it was really, it was hard not, I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard, you know, I like, you know, it's God, God's plan sure. or whatever right. you want to call it. It's, everything happens for a reason or, you know, whatever you could, you could say it, whatever. I, and I would never, ever say that I'm glad that happened, but I think that it was kind of God or the universe or whatever's saying, like, I don't know. I just, they, they make mistakes. Doesn't, yeah. yeah like doesn't like, it won't let it stuff happen like to you that, to be, they, that it knows that you can't handle. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, right. like at the time I obviously, I couldn't handle it. I felt yeah. like I couldn't handle it and I wasn't handling it. I was just like mm-hmm. shut down and just pretending like I was okay. Yeah. Um, what was the turning point for you where you kind of saw, okay, I'm coming out of this. I'm healing from this. Is that, has that, is, is that something you've, gone through yet yeah no 100 yeah. percent. i don't remember like how long after that it was or how long into it but i just i did therapy i was doing therapy i had a therapist who wasn't very good so like <laughs> the first yeah no Sorry, the first one honestly like therapy it really they're not all created equal like you some gotta, therapists are terrible you gotta, like, and shop lady, through them. yeah this lady was terrible um so i stopped seeing her and then i kind of like realized that I could just do it myself. I started learning, like, researching ways to, like, manage anxiety. It was mostly the the postpartum anxiety that, like, really messed with me because I felt there was a whole, there was, like, voices in my head. There was, like, a different version of me inside of my head that was telling me I was going to die and that I was in danger all the time. And then there was, like, normal me that was, like, you're not going to die. You're just having anxiety. Like, it's okay. Like, this isn't actually going to happen. You're just, like... This was fantasizing. Is it yes. a feeling or like, a voice? Both. Wow. Yeah. It's like you're just like because I would have to have conversations with myself to like talk myself out of having a panic attack. Oh my. Yeah, but I mean, eventually therapy and then like researching ways of like how to like I started you know walking regularly and exercising. Sunshine. And started yeah. yeah, sunshine. I started eating healthy. I like read mm. a couple like little books here and there. I was like trying to do the diary the things, but I can't. I can't get into the diary things. It's just not for me. <laughs> Um, and then I found a good therapist (laughs) and saw her for a little while and then, yeah, I just kind of, I think obviously your hormones like slow down and they like regulate back to normal. Um, time helped. Yeah. Time, time heals all in in a sense. I still like think about it and I'm like, damn. You do have have a tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I see? Oh, baby. Angel baby. So that was like, I mean that. He never had I a love, name. I love that. No. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you feel because and I I think it's something I would love to know is like hmm. what is your connection like to your lost son? I mean, I would consider you like a forever mom to that baby, right? right? But like right. or do you or is that not something that's productive for you, you know, to think about like that? Um I I don't I don't like think about of myself like as a mother obviously I know it's like my lost son because at that point you know when you're six months pregnant you can like feel it yeah you can feel yeah, yeah the kicks yep yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you can feel the kicks like you know that it's there and the unfortunate part was that like I didn't really want kids going into it but I was like okay I'm pregnant we're gonna do this and we were getting did- married like I'm like okay well because we we got engaged and then we found out like a, a week later yeah. that yeah. I was pregnant so yeah. it was like oh so 
but then you know as you as you go further on to it you get more comfortable with the fact i was always ter also terrified to like go into labor i was terrified to like birth a kid right. i was like oh like i don't want to be pregnant i'm scared of all yeah. that like i don't want like, yeah. the epidural it's like rough. all the yeah i'm like <laughs> i don't i can't i hate hospitals i hate ivs shots i don't like any of that mm -hmm. tattoo me pierce me but don't give me a shot <laughs> <God forbid. laughs> um so I was, like, super scared of all of that, but I had finally kind of, like, embraced, like, okay, like, this is going to happen. Like, I'm just going to have to get over it. It's just going to happen. Like, I can do this. Women do this all the time. That's what we're, like, made to do, quote, unquote. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah, like, I got this. And then that happened, and then I was like, oh, okay, I guess I don't got this. Um, you so, did get it, though. Yeah, well, yeah. But, so that was weird. Um, so, I mean, like, Mother's, Mother's Day is, has always been weird for me, just for my relationship with my mom, but also that whole thing like I just kind of like I was guess I guess I'm a mom my godmother is always like tells me happy mother's day and I think that's really sweet of her yeah. so yeah I mean I do I know that like I loved that baby he didn't have a name we just called him baby G he was a boy baby yeah. G uh, yeah cuz Griley baby Griley oh. <laughs> Um, like what? I don't baby know. Baby G Griley. Oh, baby Griley. <laughs> yeah. So cute. Um so he was baby G. We didn't have a name for him picked out yet. Um but yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely feel that connection to him. I feel like I was an almost mother, but I don't feel like I can't, like, speak on motherhood, you know? You know, I think what I think about, you know, fetal loss, pregnancy loss, some some women, some women react in the opposite way. I want to mm -hmm. I wanna immediately try again. I want to immediately do this. Mm -hmm. In your situation, which is just as valid and just as, I think, significant, is it... You know, given, you know, where your life is shifting, you, it almost made you realize, okay, this is not something that I want. Yeah. Right. And I think that is just as important as women saying, okay, this is something I want to try for again after my healing period. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's incredibly important. Is that something that you are, you know, in essence, like a little grateful for, like having not ha not have having that experience, but kind of what it's given you after the fact and like that clarity or, you know, you even reflecting on, I've, I've never wanted kids. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel that, you know, you are kind of in that right place now that that's happened? Yeah, no, I do. I, cause I think, I mean, had I, yeah, I mean, I, I know that, like, had the baby been born, I, like, I, it's mother, I feel like the motherly instinct is Absolutely, in me, like, yeah. naturally, like, I know that I would be a fucking amazing You'd mother. Yeah, amazing. Um, an amazing mother. <laughs> like, not to be cocky, but <laughs> you would have been awesome. But I I'm know, not a regular mom, I'm a cool right? mom. Right, no, but I know that I would have been a really good mother, it's just, like, kind of naturally, I, like, mother people in my life, and... So I know that it would have been great for me, and I know that my husband at the time would have been a great father, and we would have been, you know, a pretty good team, um, but, like, emotionally, I just was not ready for that at all. Like, emotionally or physically, I just, I felt like my body failed me once, so I felt like it was going to fail me again, you yeah, know, and I was like, again. I can't. I can't like that was so traumatizing for me, like just the whole thing, yeah. and that I just felt like I can't. I can't ever do that again. Yeah. Um, and then again, now that I'm like older and my, you know, I'm no longer married when I'm no longer in that relationship. Like I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I feel a little bit more free and like, I don't like, I, I'm like you said, I'm not glad I would never, I would never no, be never. glad that that happened. I yes. would never be like 
thankful for that experience. Um, I mean, I guess I'm thankful for every experience that happened to me. You know, it's it all is a part of the lesson. But but I am I do have clarity on what I want for myself selfishly, and it's sure. not children. Not selfish. It's not selfish. Yeah. It's not selfish. Um, yeah. 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 But it's, it is it's, not. It's it is your, not children, yeah. and I don't think it's to be. I don't think the white picket fence life is for me. Like sure. I just, the white picket fence, like the doing the same thing, like the routine. I was telling her this yeah. morning over here, like the routine life. Like I love a routine, but that like, I know it's just yeah. not, not for you. It doesn't, not that that it doesn't, it's not, no, it doesn't make you happy. It kind yeah. of like sucks yeah. my soul out a little bit. Right. Yeah. So it's just not for me. Do you think, well, I guess this is not really a productive question because none of us know this, but like, do you think that, desire will change later in life well that's a good question that is a good question um i've always thought about that because i know some people are like oh you'll meet the right person and then you'll want you know it's not dependent on the person no, exactly. honestly it's really yeah, not bro, in my right opinion person. you know no, what i mean no. it's not it's like it's either some people are are drawn to it mm-hmm. some people are not it's not there's no yeah. there's no right or wrong answer yeah, in my yeah. opinion yeah well and that's like for me like the idea of being pregnant i don't ever want to be pregnant again and i'm perfectly yeah. okay with that um, I will, yeah, I don't want to birth children ever again. Keyword in that is pregnancy adoption too. Yeah. What so adoption? That's, is that is a good point because pregnancy and motherhood mm-hmm. don't are, necessarily need to be yes. the same thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. There are right. so many ways to become a, a mother mom. or be a mother or yeah. mother someone yeah. or yes. something. Mm-hmm. So like what I consider adoption a hundred percent, like not right now. No. Cause I'm still like working my, my newly single life out. Um, but in the future, for sure, hundred percent. If I if I were to find somebody like in the future, eh, maybe that was into that, like I would be down to have a partner in that. I also wouldn't, I'm not opposed to being like a single mother or yeah. child event, like maybe when I'm older. Mm-hmm. Um, but not right now. Thank you so much. Yeah, like, I, I I love that you shared. Honestly, that. like I, I was a little obviously sensitive coming into mm-hmm. this conversation because like we've never had it not over text and Mm -hmm. I first of all just like love you so much and I'm incredibly sorry that you had to go through that experience like it's something that I mean it sounds like you never wish that upon anyone like it's just I cannot even imagine I feel like I I want to give her a hug (laughs) I love you I love you (laughs) wow it's it's just it's crazy it's like I I read stories of infant loss and like stillbirth and those are like those are the experiences that I just need to sit with because I'm like that could happen to it could happen to anyone but you never think it's going to be you mm-hmm. um and so that's just that's something really like it's a powerful testimony for like you to have and I think going you know sharing with with anyone that might have gone through that that type of situation So let's go into, I think, a topic that I think dovetails nicely in from talking about how motherhood isn't all created equal. Like motherhood can manifest itself in so many different ways. It is not all white picket fence everywhere. And I think you really have kind of the ultimate experience there in, you know, your experience navigating single parenthood and having to develop a really strong co-parenting relationship which I know hasn't always been easy for you Mm -hmm. I I can kind of gather that it's gotten to a really good point now I I, it's probably not like a straight line up to that (laughs) point it's probably been very roller coastery 
what so you've had that ultimate experience co-parenting and developing that really co-parenting with your son's father like what have been some of the most challenging hurdles to get over when it comes to co-parenting and what things have come more naturally or easy to you in getting to that point I think that you know when you especially when you have a baby young you go through these battles because you're you're in a healing process right and then you have this child you know so you're trying to figure out during that time as you're healing that part kind of gets neglected for a little bit like to be honest you know where you're kind of again i mentioned fight or flight where you're kind of just trying to survive and emotions uh you know become the best of you and over time i think that once you do heal you you are able to go straight down the line of like okay what matters is this child mm -hmm. and it should have always mattered but i'm not gonna lie about how it became a whirlwind of it was like fire you know but um the struggle piece is more about it being on the same page so you got to look at the perspective of a child's mind you know kids are very routinely okay so if you're not on the same page of discipline it can cause you know an ordeal where it's like especially like if it if you're hopping like back and forth in my situation it's more like um Jaden is with me full time but he's with his dad um you know um special gatherings like you know um holidays, holidays summer, yeah. yeah holidays summer and whatnot so the frustrations i had to go through was that when i'd get my son back whatever his routine was was to adjust him through it would like take like two weeks to be like ah, 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 you know like this is you know this is me this I'm is not your this dad. is that yeah exactly yeah. well this is our this these are the rules in my household mm -hmm. period you know and to just from that and um i noticed that uh not many women really talk about the triggers of pieces because uh the characteristics of your child is a lot like either dad or mom mm -hmm. you know and they favor not favor but they they lean um, in one direction. Yeah, they yeah. go through like this habit of of soaking in what mom or dad is doing, you know. So when they they come back and they be like this baby child of of the other yeah. of the other, and and I I mean again it's great, but I notice a lot of it had to reflect back in myself. Like, why is that triggering me? This is he's his own human being. Like that, I had to do my own work. Like it wasn't about changing him because he's perfect. The way that he is so what can i do to utilize like my tools to build him as a human being rather than triggering and and, and feeling like like uh, like i have to attack it you know and i had to learn that pretty young and it took a lot of freaking time to do that because uh you know a resentment happens you start to feel a little you know just anger or just annoyance like it's just very just yeah annoying is the word you know but over time, you are able, especially as your, you know, your child gets older and, and, and respecting the other, you know, you, you know, um, the other parent, you know, where you can make ground rules of like, okay, like 
agree to disagree, you know, like what are your ground rules at this time? And like, we're able to like, debate and figure it out. So that child can't manipulate the situation or like, all right, cool. Yeah, I can do whatever the hell I want. Like at mom's house, dad's house or whatever. But if we're on the same page, then it's easier for them to be like, okay, like even if I go from mom to dad, then, then it is what it is, you know, and with a little like tweaks and adjustments, but, um, so it got better over time, but in it's the big, it, it took a trial and error and developing. Yeah. And again, going through the motions of, of healing, detaching. And then after that, going straight to the point of like putting him first. And then from there of like establishing, like, what is the, if not the boundary, what is the more, like, what is, how are we trying to raise him basically, you know? So that helped out tremendously afterwards of, of, and, and knowing that he had my back and I had his back. So like, instead of him, uh, Jaden, my son running to me and be like, blah, blah, blah. Like we have each other's back no matter what, like, or, or confiding in the situation, whether it be, you know, if he were to get in trouble you know, it'd be that resort of calling and, and just being like, okay, um, this is what happened and us being on the same page of how to. Wow. Yeah. Just thinking about it, mm -hmm. it's got to take so much time, mm -hmm. not only to like, dit like get each of you, cause it's, you, you both of you used to be in a relationship. Yes. So it's like, yes. you had to completely disassociate from that, yeah. Yeah. put him in a different role. Like, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, this is my son's parent, mm -hmm. and I am my son's parent, and we need to, like, have dialogue in a way that is not intertwined with our past relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, that has got to be but, so challenging But the great to get part to. about it is that over time, since I do have him in my space and I'm, you know, raising him, um, and again, his dad has, like, moved around, and... Um, the part about him having my back is that even if we agree to disagree, for an example, and um, you and Jade, not you and or, your son, or, or, or me and his, me and his dad. Oh, okay. At the end of the day, the respect piece is that is say like I'm his mom, right? So the good part is that even if maybe he his dad would not agree to a certain thing, he will respect me in that moment and be like Jaden either way like listen to your mom period that's you know good. like period that's like, good like respect her period like whatever all... she says like it goes and right. you're right it doesn't go like that for that all that is yeah. good because yeah. not all co-parents yes. and I am way. blessed with mm -hmm. that if yeah. I can say anything like I think I have I have the a perfect example of like I think my life is great as a single mom mm -hmm. and it was hard from the beginning but I would now, as it's going, like, I wouldn't change Absolutely. that. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I just seeing how he has grown and, like, who he is as a young man, like, you both have done a phenomenal job. Oh, thank and, like, you. my so hat sweet. goes off thank to you. both of you. Thank you. And to yeah. you and to his dad for figuring that out. Because I figuring know that out what can't is, be easy. you know, like, even if there is. It's trying to figure out what you can do to build them even if they are struggling, you know? And I think we were able to figure out, like, it, it, once you get past that, it's not about yourself mm -hmm. in both parties. Mm -hmm. You're able to establish, you know, what you can do to meet in the middle 
to build that up. Right. And, and you have to let go of your past bullshit. Yes. And or, or not be triggered uh-huh. through, And you also know, living yeah. so far away from each other, mm-hmm. too, I would imagine. Yes. The communication being kind of a struggle at first, mm-hmm. but then eventually... But it is also helpful because he has his own... His dad got him a phone, and we're able to, like, you know, they can communicate communicate together, mm-hmm. and, um, and then we figure out... If I were right now, currently, if I were to, you know, the only... Well, flaw or a thing that we can somewhat adjust is the fact that, you know, my son looks older than he is Mm -hmm. and, um, that he shouldn't have to be the one that needs to schedule things out. So, and I get it great with communication, but when it comes to, you know, to redirect of like, we are still the parents and adults that in this situation, he shouldn't have to think he should just do, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. he looks older, but he's also more mature. He is so more I mature. That could yes. Be like, but it I, seems like he can, handle but knowing that, that he doesn't, he's still like, you know, embracing that he has like this time span of being a child that, that to take away from, um, him having, I mean, it's a great experience for him to like have to plan things out and da 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 and middleman it. But there comes a situation where it's just like you know, like let let him just play, mm-hmm. and let us just figure it out in in this in this like a on couple seconds, own. yeah, yeah like right. on our own. And it, it's working out from there, but it's okay. Yeah. In that journey to get to where you guys are at, which mm-hmm. seems like the best it's ever been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has there been a lot of instances of, like, having to swallow your pride oh, when it yes. comes to co-parenting? Like, oh, yes. How do you keep your cool or remain objective when it comes to, like, your son's perception of his parents being separated? Especially when, like, I'm sure you're spending time with him and maybe he says something and, you know, you've got it in that moment. Swallow your pride and be like, that's You his need father. to watch your tongue. There's some things that it's... Maybe once Jaden gets older, sure, if he asks, I'll tell him, um, tell him things that, you know, but he's a child, you know, and, and I, and I don't want him to build this resentment over his dad over anything. So, um, and I do believe in, you know, people can brainwash your kids or like, you know, just make them look better than the other. And it's not about that, you know, whatever, you know, his dad or his other family like does is I think you have to look at it, at it in a positive light, you know. But um, watching my tongue, you know, that whatever way that I feel in that moment with his dad or whatever the situation might be, shouldn't be a burden on my son, mm-hmm. you know. So you got to watch, you know, what you're saying. It needs to be kind of black and white, like blah, 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 you know. Other than that, like no drama, you know, no, no hate no whatever it's just black and white you know and I think about the other parents yes yes you got to watch your tongue and again you know I don't know what happens on both parties but I just know that you know with my son like you know he's a lot like me (laughs) yeah he's very expressive and social and all that stuff but um and it's a gift and a curse but you got to figure out how to utilize that in your life you know so Well, cool. I think you guys are doing a great job. Thank Come a long way. Thank Come you. Come a long way. It's been rough, but it's 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 a. I see the end goal. It's yeah. fun. It's good. He's so good. Yeah. Thank you. Another well, we question got. I wanted to ask you. I know it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but the like, baby what, question. Yeah, like what sticks out to you about 
like your labor and delivery experience. Oh goodness. Because um, especially cause I like to compare like being kind of like an old, an older mom air yeah. quotes, older yeah. mom, like you were probably more in your childbearing prime. Yeah. Just biologically. Like, biologically, like, just, like yes. looking at history. Yes. The majority of history, women have not had babies in their thirties and that's just the reality of it now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to still have babies in my thirties, Lord willing. Mm-hmm. But like, how was your pregnancy? Did you have complications? What was late labor and delivery like for you? Okay. Well, I, I had a great pregnancy, by the way. I threw up one time and everything oh. was glorious. I, that's <laughs> probably one of the reasons why I was like, okay, I'm not going to have another baby again because I, it probably will be worse. Like there's no way it can beat what one know. is never the same oh yeah yeah exactly i'm like i'm like i'm good never you know threw up either yeah i, I really i would yeah. get nauseous if i didn't eat if i let myself get hungry i would then get a little get, bit nauseous but i never nothing. threw up no. I, never I had a, i had a happy pregnancy and his dad was like very supportive it was it was good times no you know? stress nothing. no stress like he once it came so if i have to say like anybody to like the moms that are pregnant right now is take every damn class. Like, don't skip one. I skipped the most important class, and it was the breathing class. I never took a breathing okay, class. Okay, well, yeah. either way, I was 19 and had no idea yeah. about pregnancy. And I, or, or like the timing of pushing and blah, 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 you know, because even if your body's saying to push, you have to kind of stop, like, mm. trying to push. Yeah. Okay, so for many, for will be many like, reasons. stop pushing. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they tell you to stop pushing. So I remember. Not only just for tearing, but for babies. Yes, health, yes. Right? But yeah. For the baby to breathe, yeah. you know, yeah. like the fluids, like everything. So I remember uh, I just started pushing, and um, I, was look- I, re- I remember looking at the clock, and I looked at this nurse, like, right next to me, and I was like, how long is this going to take? <laughs> and she's like, honey, did you take the birthing class? I was like, no, that's the only one I skipped. She's like, okay, well, we don't know how long this is going to take. And I just remember thinking, like, I had the epidural, but I felt everything. Oh, no. I felt everything because, like, everything just kind of flows through my body. And I just remember just thinking, like, hell no. No, I don't I think it worked not... that way. I think they just did it wrong. Or, or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, there is no way in hell I am going to suffer through this right now. Like, I want it out. I remember thinking... All I remember thinking is like, get the hell out of me now. <laughs> the doctor and the nurse is saying like, Miss Dorito, you need to stop pushing. I'm like, how? Like, like I need, like my body's so push. I need to push. So I did and I shot him out like very quickly. Yeah, and my mom, my mom was in the mix and the, and, and Jaden came out not crying. He was not saying a word. He didn't, he didn't cry. And the, I remember him being near kind of my stomach. And my mom was there. I, I let my mom be right next to me along with uh, Jane's dad. And um, <laughs> I just remember the doctor's like, oh, you want to cut the umbilical cord? And I'm like, oh, okay. Handed his dad the scissors and he like snipped it halfway through. He eventually cut it and they took him, you know, like that, that whole procedure that they say like if he's, you know, if there's any complications, we're going to take him over here. Mm-hmm. And so they did. And they were trying to, like, pump his lungs and get him to start crying. And it was, like, I remember it being dead silent. And I remember looking around the room and seeing everyone's faces. Like, everybody was scared. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, is he, like, is he breathing? You know, is he breathing? Yeah. Like, is everything okay? But in that moment, it's interesting because once the baby comes out, it's, like, well, with my experience, it was like stillness. Like I didn't feel pain. It was just gone. 
And with the, you know, I'm very intuitive in that moment. Like, I remember feeling like, whatever's happening right now, my son is going to be okay. I remember feeling peace. peace. I remember feeling like everything is okay. And while seeing everybody panicking and, like, the doctors, Mm -hmm. I was like, it's good. Stitch me up. I'm good. We're good. (laughs) Everybody's fine. And eventually they were able to get him to cry, but it was kind of like a... Stuff, yeah. (laughs) Like a stutter cry. And they're like, Miss Narita, we're going to take your baby out to, like, a different room to get him going, whatever. So... Like, they stitched me up, and I was fine, and I remember his dad, like, standing right there, and he's, like, he was, like, worried about, like, do I stay with you, or do I go with my baby? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what do I do? And I remember looking, and I was, like, I'm fine. Go with the baby. Go with the baby. You know, like, it's fine. Before they had to transfer my son out to the hospital, and I I looked over, and I remember seeing Jaden's face for the first time, and he was just, like, his little chest was just going, like... You know, yeah. just like yeah. struggling to breathe. And I looked down at him and I was just like, uh, honestly, my first thought was like, dang, like he's like my kid. Yeah. yeah. And I remember tripping out on that, but I was not afraid. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I was like, you're going to be okay and I'll see you soon. Like it was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like such a detached, like weird experience of just, I felt really brave mm-hmm. if I had to, you know, not in no fear at all. But you had that intuition, like you knew. Yeah, like you I knew, that that like he's gonna, gonna be fine. fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you're gonna be fine. And I'm like, I'm sorry for pushing out so quick that you couldn't breathe. You know, like I'm so sorry, but like my bad. You know, but you're gonna be fine, and I'll see you. So, um, he was shipped out to a different hospital, and I again, I was uh, the next day. I was like the fourth person to hold him so again the detachment so you didn't was get real. that like skin like you know like you the didn't skin get to that skin, skin to and skin. holding and the crying piece I didn't cry either yeah. his dad cried but I didn't feel like any I, I just felt like relieved yeah you know I felt you know, like like you're here and it's great and yeah. like whatever but I didn't feel like that overwhelming of like like you know my life just Happy, cha- yeah, yeah, it was weird. Or and I was also thankful to have my own body back. Yeah. You know, it was. I don't weird. think there's anything wrong with that. It doesn't mean you love your child any less. No, I think it just. I think so many women have this like experience ingrained in like how things should be or go or the picture yeah. perfect whatever we exactly see like you're like you should yeah. automatically like, be like crying, emotionally like, oh attached yeah. to yeah. your child mm-hmm. when that is. I think it's also something incredibly taboo that people don't talk about. Like, it takes a while to develop that bond with your baby. I did think for a minute that something was wrong with me in that yeah. matter. I'm like, okay, maybe this is... Sometimes it takes, like, months or even years to do that with yeah. some women. And yeah. look at him now. He's just like... He's great. The perfect kid. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> so he's freaking awesome. I would never change him. But no, yeah, that incredible. was my experience. And it was very interesting. And do I you do remember that. Do you want to have any more kids? Heck no. No? Yeah. <laughs> no sorry, Bob. No thank you. <laughs> no thank you. I, 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 I remember. She put no. the no sorry, Bob. I remember Bob before again. I got pregnant, I was telling my cousin Rochelle. And um, I did not know I was pregnant. I wasn't pregnant. But it was actually like a month after I got pregnant. And I looked at her and I was just like, I don't know how, like, all, like you know, like, how people have freaking babies. I was like, I'm selfish. <laughs> and I'm like, and to have a child, you have to be selfless. And I just remember, yeah, saying that to her. And she's like, yeah, dude, like, da-da-da. And that's when it, how funny, that blessing happens. And you're just like, okay, let's humble you real quick. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, you want to be selfish? Like, let's see what happens, you know. So he, 
I like to say that James saved my life in that yeah, piece of yeah, ways. yeah. He <laughs> he helped me through yeah. it. He made me a better person in that sense, you know. So that's amazing. I'm glad it happened. Thank you for sharing. You're very welcome. I remember I remember meeting him for the first time. I was actually I was I I think I was. <laughs> I was in your periphery. I was like outside of the room. Oh, you were. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was, don't remember who I was arrived there, really. hours later, yeah. and then I followed Daniel to the NICU. Oh, you did. Yeah, and I did, and I was there, and he was like holding Jaden. He was just like really touching his face, and I was just like kind of like watching, like oh, that's my nephew. Like really, oh gosh, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, so I just remember him having the perfect little face. I was he like, oh, was a like, pretty. <laughs> hey, for coming yeah. out of my vagina. <laughs> He didn't have a coat in or anything. He looked beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. Did you tear? Like, That's also a yeah. misconception. Yeah. Stitching doesn't mean yes. you will be tighter. Yes. By the oh, way. I did. I did decide to to cut it clean. You know how <gasps> you have the option. You had the episiotomy. I did it, dude. Yeah. Oh, you I did or yeah. did not? I did it. You did. I did it. it. I don't know why I decided to clean cut because I think maybe oh, like I didn't that? want it. Whatever. So an episiotomy is when they. She said, your, they, they cut your perineum. Yeah. So they, instead of letting you tear naturally uh-huh. with uh-huh. the head, oh, they, they cut you to like let yeah. the baby come out. It's because like, Clean I had, well, yes. Well, I thought like in my vision, I was like, what if it went like, went like, da-da-da, or like, da-da, like whatever with my mind. Yeah. Thinks of whatever. So they like, actually recommend do against it now. But okay. like back then it was. It was fine. The same thing. Fine. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I don't know. But, <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into some questions that we received on Instagram. So we submitted an AMA. Amber also reposted it to her story, so she got some questions as well. So let's get into it. Amber herself, like but only. Yeah, I tagged you. You didn't do anything with that I thing. know. I I've been. <laughs> I'm really bad at texting. I was working. Rolly doesn't uh, get technology. Media, Instagram. Um, Instagram. Instagram. Rolly does not get technology. I'm horrible. <laughs> Sorry. Really has a Nokia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's no, got the brick phone. The, the brick phone. <laughs> With the snake game on it. That's how you do it. Okay. I got the razor. So, this question is submitted by Jalisa's mama. This is Yesenia. Do you know Yesenia? Uh, Yesenia asks, how do you deal with spending time with baby but also cleaning? I think <laughs> we can all probably answer this question. <laughs> oh, God. How do I deal with spending time with baby but also cleaning? So... I try to compartmentalize my time as much as I can. I am working on not doing any of like my household chores while my kids are kind of like up and around because I think that like takes away from my time with them. So I do my best to only kind of clean or do like house related things when they're either napping or down for the night. I've also made it like it's, the communication piece with Maurice has taken me a lot of time and like moving away from like my passive aggressiveness and more like outward, like here's what I need from you to like do the things that I find value in. And so we've developed kind of like a really good routine after the kids go to sleep. Um, and we try our best to like not do the things that take away from our time with them while they're, you know, active and awake and we have like the daytime with them. So how I deal is I cut into my own time um, and I, I've really had to kind of like look and ask myself like, is this something important to me, i.e. cleaning my home and taking care of my house? And after, you know, some years living here, yes, it's, it is really important to me because like for my kind of like 
mental state and like and I've just talked to you guys about this like it's yeah. just something that makes me like breathe and function better yeah, and like it makes my life yeah. kind of feel like at ease at ease yeah, yeah yeah so everyone has their thing I think for me it's like order and structure and like getting you know things done like keeping my hands busy mm-hmm. I have a really big issue with like not sitting still and I think this is something that really like helps that but checking our own yeah but it it definitely has taken some time there is no i don't think there's a right um, a right or wrong amount of time to devote to however you see you know your home to be like everyone's got a different way of living Mm -hmm. so i definitely do not spend as much time in other places and you know maybe that will change over time but that's just me Mm -hmm. how about you um i'm not gonna go with the baby stage because again it was a blur <laughs> so I'm not even gonna lie about that I just went with whatever I could do at that time yeah. but now currently the system that works with me and Jaden is that we call it deep cleaning Sundays oh where he is in charge of his own room he does the bathrooms and he does all trash and then I do my room and then the living room and the kitchen um we also established uh, that every day, you know, um, I know that he does sports, but like if he were to do his own downtime, like say playing video games, he knows the, the, the rule is if there's any trash or plates that are in his room at the time that is not in the sink or thrown out, he has to stop immediately. But if it's all good, he can play. Um, so that's the only really rule I have. Like, so there's deep cleaning days and, or of course, if we do laundry, um, to put away his clothes at the end of the day in his liking, as long as it's done, I don't care what time, just, just get it done. So trash, plates, blah, Sunday deep cleaning. And it works. Nothing works. Exactly. Like get your fork, get the forks off, like get your boxers in the damn basket, you know, whatever. But he, he knows, and he knows also to, like, wash his own clothes, yeah. too, like, if need be, you know. But, um... Good, he knows how to do laundry. He knows how to good. do laundry. That's good. Also, doing laundry yeah, there's sometimes, like, and again, like, my parenting skills might be a little rough sometimes. I'm just like, I'm like, boy, I keep track of how many times I've trained you with this, okay? <laughs> so, like, so by the third time, he's like, though. Mom, which button do I press? I'm like, why don't you just guess? And let's just see <laughs> where your instincts are in that, you know? And then he's able to get around. I'm like, oh, good job. So you need me here to be a cheerleader. Like, that's cool. So next time... Are you going to remember how to do this? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you have any questions? No. All right, bet. You know, and then we move on. But, um. Bet. But, but. <laughs> bet. You know, you got to go with his Man, son. I cannot no. wait to make my kids do chores. It's bomb. <laughs> you know, the best part, the best part is like teaching them how to be independent. Like, Jaden may be, I don't know, how old are they when they start, like, trying to tie their shoes i don't remember this but i remember i remember it being rough like he would tell me he's like oh no like he was throwing at a little tantrum i was like boy what would you do if i wasn't here like are you just gonna i'm like are you gonna quit are you gonna try you know like what are you gonna do you know so the next question is submitted by uh my friend claire hi claire thank you for asking the question i think we can all answer this one okay amber you're first (laughs) How do you deal with resentment towards your spouse or partner? Housework, being the default parent all the time, not sharing the responsibilities, etc. Ooh. 
And That's I think we all have different perspectives on this oh, one. Oh, well, you get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just Oh my god, we're done with this podcast. No. This is perfect. That's done. That's no. Done. No, 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 no. How do you deal with resentment towards um, your spouse? That's really hard because I had a lot of resentment about that when I was married and we didn't even have kids. But I think part like you mentioned, the passive aggressive, you have to be vocal and you have to talk to them like a human. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like huffing, puffing and being mad because you're doing the dishes and expect them to understand yeah. that, oh, not she's huffing and anything, puffing yeah. in yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. mad because I'm not helping. They're her. not mind readers. Yeah. No, they're yeah. not mind readers. And as much as you want them to read your mind and be like, like, can't you see me like yes. working, doing all of these things? Like, can't you see me? Like, don't you <laughs> see that this is what I want from you? You can't expect them to understand that or to like read your mind. You have to tell them like, hey, I just worked an eight hour day. I just did this. I need you. I need your help here. Can you please do this for me? Can you please do that for me? And if you don't like vote, like, okay, if you vocalize that and they still don't help you, then that's just deeper that's, problems. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you yeah. Got, you, yeah problems, it's but it's funny flag. that you mentioned that because like, I think the whole mind reading thing, I, I still have resentment after like understanding that because <laughs> Maurice has told me, and I've talked about this before, like, He's just like, I can tell, he's like, I can tell you are stressed and Mm -hmm. you have things running through your mind and I can tell that you are like carrying something. Mm -hmm. Let me help you, like write it down. And my reaction is, oh, you want me to make you a list to like, that's just another thing to add to Mm -hmm. my list Mm -hmm. to make you a list and then you can go do it. Like, let me take 30 minutes of the time that I don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's where that kind of carries forward. But Honestly, like, without saying so, we're wired differently. Like, it is what it is. Like, whether it's, like, masculine, feminine, or even, like, you know, whatever, like, presence that be, like, man, woman, whatever your relationship is, like, there are going to be differences there. And... Well, so women naturally are nesters. So your mental load is mainly focused on getting the house your space clean, yeah. getting your house mm-hmm. clean getting your house organized keeping your your space together keeping your kids fed and you know whatever what have you whereas the men's mental load like you might be sitting here stressed about your house clean yeah but maurice might be sitting here stressed about yeah making money or getting yeah. his, you know doing being the man or whatever yeah. it is yeah. that men worry about yeah. i don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> who knows what's what your eyes, is but... it like men worry about yeah. you know like like biologically women are nesters and men have a different kind of priority I guess so his you might both be having the same feeling about different things he yeah. might be like oh you know I need to be the breadwinner or I need to be this or I need to right. be more masculine I need to be supportive of my family and I feel like I'm failing at that like not that he is but yeah. I'm just saying that might be his struggles and your struggles are over mm. here like oh I'm, I'm, I need to clean my kitchen <laughs> You know, and so you're both sitting there like, yeah. fuck, I wish I could help the other one, but I don't know what to do yeah. to help take that mental load off of the other one. So, like, having that open yeah. communication is really important. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where, like, there are, to an extent, there are roles that you just fit better in. It's like, you don't want to be, you don't want to fall into that, like, tradition trap. But at Ooh. the same time, it's like, we are like biologically wired to worry about different things mm-hmm. and care about different things and biologically and socially yeah and socially, socially yeah. yeah yeah 
So how do we deal with resentment? Communication. It's, communication. It's about communications. Yeah. If you if it really goes deep, like couples therapy, like talking it out with somebody that can help you focus on whatever it is that you're resenting each other for and then like working that out with a therapist is helpful. Yeah. I think that was the hard part for me was being able to, cause you know, being in the industry of service and then the culture of hospitality, mm-hmm. you know, like I think that, you know, in a lot of my relationships, like, you know, like even, you know, not just Jaden's dad was, you know, like, obeying and doing and keeping your mouth shut Mm -hmm. in a way and and you know whatever was built in that resentment like it's I'm still learning day by day even now of being able to use my voice in that you know I think that I, I think it's a big culture piece if not just what I was raised for was just like you're a woman and you just do, mm-hmm. you know. Culture also love languages. I'm yes. a firm believer love in the language. love languages. Yeah, yeah. The, to serve, to what, serve, wait. to love. What yeah. is your What is your love language? My love language is to serve, and if not just to serve, like acts of service. Yeah. Acts of service. Yes. So is mine. Oh my gosh! Us three. Yes. High five. One of my flaws is that if I'm not speaking up of what my expectation is, it's not going to be served towards me, you know? And it's almost like, you know, again, men can't read your mind and... Yeah, that's and my thing. And they're not I'm knowing learning. that your love mm-hmm. language is I'm ex- mm-hmm. I I serve you because mm-hmm. that's my love language. Yeah. I cook for you, I clean yeah. for you, I do this for you because mm-hmm. that's how I show mm-hmm. you that I love but, you. Yeah. But if that's not yeah. theirs yeah. and they're not realizing, oh, she's doing all of these things because she's loving me. Well, I'm gonna my his love language might be a physical or quality time. Yeah. And if his is quality time, well, you guys are spending all this quality time together. He's yeah. sitting doing so whatever. That, so yeah. Maurice is physical touch and quality time. And like I'm both. Also, I'm that was yeah, also yeah, yeah. my yeah. I, No, mine no. is just and that's and that's hard for me yes. to like really yes. remember because all I'm thinking about is like I I feel love when like I receive like your acts of service without being asked. Yes. And that's like, so I volunteer. feel exactly. like volunteer mm-hmm. to do that. I would yeah. have expected you to be physical touch. Are you not? I, I am too. Okay. That, I was okay. going to say, mention that too, is that I've noticed that, you know, it's almost like a validation of like, I love you. I want you <laughs> and like, you are whatever, <laughs> you know, but it's weird because I'm not like that with, you know, like my, my, my kids, yeah. like with Jaden, yeah. like, I'm just like, boundary hey you know you're breathing yeah. on me I mean, like it depends on ten it, is, yeah. it depends you know so like there's that's like this love long, like, like relationship it's, different. it's yeah. really different and it depends on my mood and i feel like i'm just like yeah. all over the place are you, know? you purely acts of service i'm Amber? acts of service with like a slight lean quality towards time. quality time. what's the other one the last one there's quality time acts of service um physical touch physical touch and then Words of affirmation. I might yeah, need that too. That's all bullshit yeah. to me. Yeah, I might, no, words it was of, bullshit to you, words, but like, I'm, show just me. Like, yeah. I'm just show like, me. I'm just like, just like a little bit of like milking. And I'm yeah. just like, hey. So my yeah. ex was the same, was uh, quality, time. quality time and physical touch. Physical yeah. touch. Yeah. And so it, it's totally different. You know, he's like, well, we're hanging out. Like, I just thought it was fine because we were like spending time together and we were like doing things. And I was like, yeah, so I and mean, that's nobody's we fault. spend every night together and like, you know, with just because we have downtime at the end of the night. And he'll come to me and he'll say, like, I, I really miss you. I really miss having time together. You're <laughs> like, bitch, like, I'm with you I'm every day. I'm with you kidding, every I'm day. Kidding, like, yeah. but at the same time, it's like with just, you know, 
like husband and wife, yeah. not like mom and dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's two very different dynamics that I like, I need to remember. That's a good thing. That. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. Because it's two very different things. Like we have now expanded our roles into like parents, mm. but we had a whole other dynamic before having kids. And mm. I think that has often taken the back burner mm. now that we have. And again, it's temporary priority. and your kids are eventually going to, you know, exactly. pop the nest. Yeah. And at so the end like, of the day, it's invest- between you two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how is that going to be? Keep you know? that relationship. I honestly stress. think that's going to be a struggle, like a struggle for me, which is why like, you know, we are doing our best to, well, he's doing, I think admittedly he's doing more than I am in investing that time there into each other because at the end of the day like when my when our kids leave the house I think that's going to be tough for me to be like okay I'm assuming a role that's not necessarily mom first anymore Mm -hmm. and that's going to be I think hard for me which is like the opposite because I I identify like I I really take a lot of my own identity now into being a mom Mm -hmm. and that's not that is not who I am purely. Like it's not a like it's not who I am holistically. You know what I mean? Which and, is why I'm which proud is that hard. you're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, next question. Um, Jacob asks, "Where is your happy place?" The beach. Why the beach for you? I don't because I grew up there. It's like we all know, grew up something. There. Yeah, something yeah. about the sound of the ocean and like seeing like there's no end to it. You know, mm-hmm. it just like goes on. Mm-hmm. If I keep my windows open, I can hear the. I live across the street from the beach, so, so you can if hear, I open yeah. my window, I can hear yeah. the ocean. But um, just some, like I don't know, just the waves, putting my my feet mm-hmm. in the water, yes. putting my feet grounding, in the sand, yeah, grounding. Yeah. grounding. Like I love being barefoot. Helps with anxiety. Um, I love I love like the the traveling alone piece. To feel like, but where though? Like where? Anywhere. Is it doesn't anywhere. matter. Just, just home being, away from home. Home away from home. Just for a moment though, because yeah. I love home. Yeah. Like I prefer to be back home. Yeah. But when I'm out there, it's feeling just so. You know, this world is so. It's small but big at the same time. Yeah. But to to feel like nothing and everything at the same time is like glorious. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be alone in your thoughts and to just. To be and observe is, that's my happy place. So my happy place, I don't really, I don't never know how to answer these types of questions. <laughs> because my answer is always pretty lame. I just like being in my physical home. It's bad. I mean, I guess my answer is like with my family, but to be real, I just want to be in my home with the house clean and like the chores done and like in my bed watching trashy tv (laughs) that is home to me and just not having just having a clear mind with a crossed off to-do list and just peace that's yeah Yeah. that's that is home for me you can see that i love a crossed off to-do list oh my gosh it feels so so good yeah it's very rewarding yeah and like not having your mind spinning okay last question and i think we'll wrap it up we're already at the hour and a half mark i can't believe it I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. I know, right? Truly. Okay, so this question, I don't know who submitted it, but let us read through it. I think, Amber, you received this one. Mm-hmm. Post miscarriage, is there anything that popped up that you would have handled differently, e.g., daily life, relationship, personal, or mental health? I think in my most recent, which I literally just physically came out of, I, I'm doing 
much better. I think my, my work trip really helped just because kind of like separated myself from that. Like, okay, I finished the physical toll of my miscarriage, was able to like have a very necessary break, even though it was an exhausting work trip, like to get away. But now I'm feeling like much more clear, much more, you know, at peace with everything. But I could just the like once the diagnosis happened, I was kind of just like, like, and once the physical toll was taking place, I was like pushing myself to like on this healing timeline that was much more accelerated than I gave myself time for because all I saw this as was wasted time. And I think that I really resented the whole situation, which situation, because I'm just like, okay, this is just like a wasted time in my life, worrying about this, like dwelling on this, being emotional about this. And I think I just like had a lot of anger to the point where, and I mean, still a little bit, but like anger to the point where I'm like forcing myself to heal faster than I should Rather than going with because the I'm just like, I'm just wasting time worrying about this when I could be focusing on something else or focusing mm-hmm. on, you know, putting my time in more productive ways when like, no, it is productive to focus on your healing and to take time to do that. Probably should consider taking time off of work to heal from a very real experience. And so I think like forcing things into my own agenda that really don't have the credit or the time or the focus that they should have is something I really should do differently if God willing, I don't go through something like this again. But if I do, like really recognizing it for what it is and knowing that, no, I'm not this big, strong person. (laughs) Like, yes, I am. But at the same time, like, it's okay to give it the time that it needs to and give myself the time that I need to, like, really feel sorry for myself and, like, give myself the time to, like, bawl my eyes out or feel low because that's all necessary you know what I mean you wanted to be pregnant did you want absolutely yeah we want to be pregnant now um I think right now I feel like an immense sense of relief that it's over and that like I don't have to think about that anymore Mm -hmm. um we're not in any way like rushing to do this like I have like a girl's trip planned in a couple months and I want to like not be pregnant for that and like now I'm like looking forward to that and so it's nice to like not have to think about you know my timeline or like my ovulation or you know what I mean so so a, a sense of relief but I think in that like month period of time where we're just like so like excited and hopeful and then like all of it's just like comes crashing and burning like that was just awful and like forcing myself to get out of that was a bit too rapid and again you've had a total of how many four yeah and I mean I don't want I don't I don't know what that's attributed to um Mm -hmm. probably you know how like starting to like get pregnant at a later stage in my life like my mom's had several miscarriages I don't know if it's genetic hereditary in any way but you know I think I don't know. Have you ever? How about had any? you, Amber? As far as my relationship, there's nothing I would have done differently. My partner at the time was like super supportive of everything, so that was really nice. Um, but like you said, like allowing yourself to heal. Like mm-hmm. I went back to work the the next oh week. My God. Like right back. I was yeah. at work with ice packs <gasps> on, on my in my bra. 
like back at like. I don't know. You went back the next week. Well, so yeah, it happened on a. I want to say like a Friday or something or. I had, I had like three days off in between. Yeah, so I was in the hospital for like two days and then I had like two or three days at home and then I went back to work. Oh, wow. So I had like two or three days at home. So I, yeah, I, I remember being at work like with ice packs and in, shoved into my bra, like just like, and, I, and then I also remember like crying at work. I remember texting one of my, one of the other managers at the other hotel who is a mom and just was kind of, she was like my yeah, work yeah. sister. And I just remember texting her, like, I've just been in the fucking bathroom downstairs, like, crying. Like, oh I can't, gosh. I just, like, couldn't even. And so just, like, forcing myself to heal faster than I probably should like have. Get like, get back into the swing. Yeah, yeah. just, like, I just have to get back to my normal life, and yeah. then it'll go away. Yeah. And, and it doesn't go away. No, yeah, no, it doesn't no. go away. And so I, I definitely should have given myself more time to heal. I probably should have, like, they, you know, they tried to give me meds and force anti-anxiety pills and stuff on me which is there's nothing wrong with that at all (laughs) i sometimes i i almost wish like i probably should have given them a try yeah um but i didn't and so but i feel like i should i should have started therapy earlier i should have done something to help my mental health earlier before i let it get to what it eventually developed into speaking about my experience i was able I'm looking at it now, like, as we're talking. I think I tricked my mind into thinking, because I was so early it's on. A period. Yeah. yeah, into thinking that it's a period. And, um, yeah, like, I was able to yeah, like go when through that. Yeah. When you're talking about early miscarriage, I mean, a, a lot of women who experience a late period are actually experiencing, like, a chemical miscarriage at, like, four or five weeks right. along. Right, right. That's why the that's why the miscarriage statistic for first trimester pregnancy loss is largely understated. Like it's probably way higher than what it is, mm-hmm. but it's just unreported because there's no way to have an accurate number of mm-hmm. what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. but like, I'm like you the know, messy net about it though. Mess. I had PTSD about my period oh, for shit. months oh, no. after that because I. I bled Just so much. Bleeding, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I bled so much and I saw the amount of blood that mm-hmm. that left my body yeah. from my vagina and yeah. it was like <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, and I remember even, you know, afterwards they're like, "Okay, you know, you're going to bleed for a while. That's going to be normal. It should lighten up over the next couple of weeks, whatever." So that was fine. But I remember like my next period, like every time I saw just like blood right it was yeah. like i had this like oh my gosh like oh yeah. my god i'm fucking hemorrhaging yeah. yes like i'm gonna die i'm gonna bleed to death like it yeah. was and it was like that i've had that for probably almost like a year where it was like ptsd anytime blood left my body it yeah. was like oh my god I'm, this it's, it's happening again i'm gonna die like yeah, i'm hemorrhaging I'm have you fucking, noticed I'm that bleeding, like in this whole die. conversation like as much as like i feel like we are connected through our sense of humor as much as we're all different. Are we? Like, that's... Uh, that's I mean, if you funny. think about it, like, we're... Because we're, we're three different individuals, but, like, if you were to, like, think about Amber right now, she talks about, like, PTSD and trauma. Uh-huh. You talk about more of your, like, emotional experiences and, like, you know, the loss of it, and I talk more about, like, detachment. I mean... All walks of life. Exactly. Yeah. All walks of life. Like, okay. everyone's got so many yeah. experiences, but just even hearing your guys' experiences, like, I don't know anything about co-parenting. I don't know anything about, you know, you know the experiences you've been through, yeah. but it's like, it makes me feel like, okay, I'm literally not at all in any way alone in 
the very isolating experiences mm-hmm. that I have. Yeah. And so I just want yeah. to thank you guys for being this so vulnerable with me. Like I yeah. thank you so much. I think we should stop it here. Yeah. And thank you so much for everyone who's tuned in after a fairly long break. We are going to have a fun weekend. This is literally the first time the three of us have hung out in a very long time. So we are going to, quote unquote, get crazy. We may or may not film a TikTok this weekend. I'm going to be forcing them to film a TikTok with me. Anyway, thank you so much. And, oh, I want to give a quick shout out to Tanya, who won my 1K giveaway. Congratulations. It's really exciting. And congratulations on you and your husband and your baby girl soon to come. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And she was on the team G hose. Okay, thank you for tuning in. We will see you guys next time and talk to you later. Bye. 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 This was perfect.